0: From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Thursday, February 16th, 2023. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. Residents and business owners in East Palestine are demanding answers about the safety of their town after the fiery derailment of a train carrying dangerous chemicals earlier this month. Today, Ohio's governor gave them more bad news. Governor Mike DeWine gave an update that the state is not eligible for federal emergency assistance right now. No explanation was given as to why in the governor's statement. This came as the head of the U.S. EPA and both of Ohio's U.S. senators were in East Palestine, nearly two weeks after the toxic spill caused by that Norfolk Southern train that derailed. Republican Senator J.D. Vance spoke about how to prevent something like this from happening again. I, I don't want to let Congress off the hook here because Congress can't legislative solution to this problem, and that's exactly what I'm going to try to do. Uh, We should have some legislation coming out to that effect here in the next few days. But look, the Department of Transportation can act on this issue too. This is a regulatory problem and a legal problem. So the Department of Transportation could implement regulations that would have these trains declared high hazardous. Frustration is mounting as questions go unanswered for the people who live near the derailment site. Last night, hundreds of people packed a town hall meeting where state leaders told them once again that testing has shown local air and water are safe. Local resident Kathy Dyke was there. We all just want answers. I think that's what everybody here wants is just answers. Um I honestly feel that the Palestine, the the police department, the fire department, all the first responders, they don't have the answers to give us because I don't think they know. They're not getting the straight answers either. The railroad sent out a statement saying they decided not to send representatives to the meeting citing threats of violence. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost says he's considering taking legal action against Norfolk Southern. ONN's Dave James reports. Yost said in a letter to Norfolk Southern that the derailment has created a nuisance, damage to natural resources and caused environmental harm. Several lawsuits have already been filed against the company. The first came from two residents and a business owner who allegedly suffered damage as a result of the incident. Another suit is seeking to force Norfolk Southern to set up health monitoring for affected residents in Ohio and Pennsylvania. Yesterday, a third lawsuit was filed by a pair of residents alleging the company's cleanup efforts through a controlled burn worsened the situation, creating a one million pound chemical burn pit. Dave James, ONN News. And a new report about the East Palestine derailment is casting light on the train itself rather than the chemicals on it. ONN's Angela Ann explains. We've learned from a CBS News report that the East Palestine train actually broke down two days prior to that derailment, an employee say there were concerns about its length and weight. However, Norfolk Southern is disputing that report, saying the weight was uniform throughout, and a longer and heavier train ran the same route in the past. I'm Angela Ann. The National Transportation Safety Board has said it appears a wheel bearing was in the final stage of overheat failure moments before the derailment. Some Democratic state lawmakers met with representatives from environmental groups, medical professionals, first responders, and the American Cancer Society yesterday to discuss ways these leaders can advocate for action to both the governor and the federal government. State Senator Paula Hicks-Hudson, a Democrat from Toledo, has questions about the long-term effects of the derailment. What we're looking at is a, as a town that is, and the citizens of this town that are being are being hit with a big question mark. Not only whether the water is safe to drink, whether the air is safe to breathe, whether or not it's really safe for them to return home just now. Because while we're getting reports that uh, things are fine, do we really know that they? are do we know what the long term effect is going to be today ohio house democrats sent a letter to the ohio house finance committee and the ohio house transportation subcommittee of finance suggesting a series of amendments to the state transportation budget to prevent a disaster like this from happening again also governor dewine sent a letter to the cdc requesting they immediately send medical experts to east palestine to evaluate and counsel members of the community who have questions and or are experiencing symptoms In other state news, a Columbus woman is indicted for the death of her five-year-old son. ONN's Andrew Kinsey has more. Saddam Adam is charged with murder, involuntary manslaughter, and two counts of endangering children. Court records say she did not feed her son properly and he suffered from prolonged starvation. She told detectives he had been sick for several weeks, was not eating regularly, and hadn't walked in the two months prior to his death. Detective said she did not give him medical care because she heard voices telling her not to. I'm Andrew Kinsey. Columbus City Attorney Zach Klein filed a lawsuit yesterday against automakers Kia and Hyundai for selling vehicles that lack industry standard anti-theft technology. ONN's Yolanda Harris reports. Klein says nearly two-thirds of all vehicle theft attempts in Columbus since January of 2022 were Kia and Hyundai models. Between January 1st and October 18th of 2022, there were 8,000 successful and attempted vehicle thefts in the city of Columbus. Overall, the city has seen a 400% increase in Hyundai and Kia thefts, with an average of 17 vehicles stolen every day. I'm Yolanda Harris. Education officials in Ohio say qualified teachers are leaving the profession at the same time it's getting harder to convince students to aspire to be teachers of the future. Here's ONN's Maureen Kyle in Cleveland. In 2012, Baldwin-Wallace had 102 students eligible for teaching licenses. In 2022, that number dropped to 51. Dean of the College of Education and Health Sciences, Steve Ditmore, says they are working to turn those numbers around. We have a master's degree that if people were to apply for, they could get a free master's degree completely paid for through grants and scholarships that would allow them to get the pedagogy and teaching information that they need in order to effectively run a classroom. I'm Maureen Kyle. In northwest Ohio, Findlay City Schools will soon have a new superintendent. ONN's Amanda Fay in Toledo has the story. The Board of Education announced Dr. Andy Hatton will lead the district starting August 1st. Hatton comes from the Upper Arlington School District, that's in Columbus, where he is Associate Superintendent of Learning and Leadership. Hatton will take over for Troy Roth, who is leaving to become Superintendent at Bellevue City Schools. I'm Amanda Fay. The home goods retail chain Tuesday Morning says it is closing more than 250 stores over the next two months, including five in Ohio, located in Cincinnati, Columbus, Canton, Hilliard, Centerville, and Middleburg Heights. The store announced it has filed for bankruptcy for the second time in three years. Including the stores on the closure list, Tuesday Morning has 12 stores in Ohio and 464 in 40 states. And just a few days after coaching in the Super Bowl, there's some big news for Northeast Ohio native Jonathan Gannon. ONN's Dave Chodowski in Cleveland explains how Gannon has joined an elite club. He can say he's a head coach in the NFL. Arizona Cardinals announced the hiring of the Eagles defensive coordinator 2001 graduate of St. Ignatius High School helped lead the Eagles to the Super Bowl this year. Northeast Ohio can brag about four head coaches from our area. As mentioned, Gannon went to St. Ignatius Tennessee Titans head coach Mike Vrabel went to Walsh Jesuit. Josh McDaniels, the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, went to Canton McKinley. And LA Chargers head coach Brandon Staley went to Perry High School. So four of the 32 head coaches in the NFL from here in Northeast Ohio. I'm Dave Chodowsky. Special thanks to our affiliates, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, WTOL-TV in Toledo, and WBNS-TV in Columbus for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network.